Hello friends, this is the Close Friends podcast where we talk about surviving, thriving, ah, diving, surviving and thriving head first to life as adults and also trying to have a good time. That was wrong, it but was wrong. I don't care. But I loved I it. I don't care. <laughs> I wasn't even listening. It was probably um, fine. <laughs> I don't know. You had it right the first time. <laughs> Did I? Keep no. it. It's been signed off. No, it's great. It's been signed off. Um, this is your host Lucy, and I'm joined by my co-host Tara. Hi, friends. Hello, and Sarah. Hello. Hi. Um, how is everyone? Tara, you were just about to share something with us. Ooh, well, I we like, wait till we're recording. So I have two things to say. I'm going to leave that one to the second one. But the first thing is that today is a really important special day. Today is the day of the pomegranate, right? And there's a story behind this. So wait, 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 wait. So it's the middle of lockdown. And I wake up on a, you know, seriously, I wake up on a Sunday morning and I have a calendar invite, a recurring calendar invite called the day of the pomegranate. I have Googled it endlessly. Neither Sam and I can remember what it means or what it is. But the 26th of April now for the last three years has been the day of the pomegranate. And we celebrate because we don't know what it is. <laughs> but it must have been something good. So we put it into Happy our diaries. day of the pomegranate to all Thank those you. who observe. You know? <laughs> Thank you so much. I think it must be because uh, Venus is in Luca's aid. So um, yeah. pomegranates come out something the sky. Like that. It's gonna be something pomegranates like that. Pomegranates in yeah. retrograde. But, um, yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, if anybody knows of a day of the pomegranate, please uh, write into us because I think it might just be a weird, some weird brainchild of a Saturday night very drunk that happened over lockdown. But hey, hey never mind. Um, the second thing, <laughs> the second thing that happened to me yesterday is that my caterer pulled out for our marriage oh. that's in six whole weeks. So <gasps> I currently have no food. Um, essentially, there was just some massive miscommunication. And um, we had agreed one price that they had agreed to. And then they turned around and said, actually, like, we're going to make a loss if we do it for this price. We need to double it. And I was like, well, no. <gasps> D- double? <laughs> double. Oh. That's not just like, like oh, we, we missed a bit. No, they had to, they wanted the to double fuck? it. And in the, e- oh my God, the uh, completely mm, unhinged strange. emails that they sent me. They sent yeah. me this, because when, when we said, look, we agreed on this price, like this is what we're prepared to pay. And I asked my planner, I was like, hey, do you think we're being unreasonable? Like, do you think we're underpaying them? Is that what's happening? Because I don't want to be that person that underpays somebody and yeah. undervalues their work. Like, that's not it. Um, and she was like, no, 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 I could definitely get you different catering for that amount of money and it will be really good. And I was like, okay, so it's not us, fine. Um, mm. And this email that this woman sent to me was like, you're trying to pay for your wedding the same amount as two bottles of champagne? It's crazy. Can you imagine I saw writing it. a business email like that? <laughs> the sass. Can I, is it, do you think maybe they've like double booked or something and they're like, they're trying to see what they can get away with. Like, oh, if we double the fee, we'll just do this one or something. I think if they had done that they wouldn't be putting so much effort into these weird emails that they're sending me because they're literally like Mm. we're so upset we've been working on this for almost a year can't believe you're doing this to us literally like trying to guilt trip me into like it being my fault it's so bizarre the whole thing is like incredibly bizarre 
And like when I first got it, I was like, oh my God, something's gone wrong. We've done something wrong. Sam was like, we don't want to work with these people anyway. Like, what the Agree. fuck? They're yeah. sending us emails like that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, well, that's it. Bad, bad energy. Yeah. At least it was anyway. six weeks out. I mean, I know that's kind of close, but God, imagine if it had been like six days out. Like, this is fucked up. It's so unprofessional, though, isn't it? Are they Terrible. are they based in are they based in Ibiza? Well, they were a contact of a contact, um, and they have a restaurant in Madrid, I think. So, I mean, the food's amazing. Mm. So, I was yeah. really happy with it. I was really happy with the whole thing, and then Bless yeah, it's obviously too good to be true. But hey, yeah, but it's not like we're talking about you know like we're talking about a big sum of money per person for this still. Yeah, so they're just yeah mental. It's mental. Anyway, and about bet there's me like, and my drama. <laughs> I'm I sure there's a contact you can reach out to. to yeah, I, I think I know of one. <laughs> so I, I did, think I know one too. I did actually think about that. I did think about that at first. Uh, and Sam actually agreed that it was a really good idea. But then we realised that we actually needed somebody that was local or at least Spanish to help us set it up. So And maybe someone that's not a complete Fair. wreckhead. But he mind. can learn. Point. Hola. <laughs> he can learn. Bit of Duolingo. <laughs> Sarah, what are your updates? Yeah, it's not as good as that. It's not as juicy. I bet there's loads of people who can relate to the wedding drama. I feel like wedding. There's just it's like it's it's such a thing to plan, even small Mm. ones. There's so many things to think about. I'm really in awe of everyone who's um, organised them, and like you're even using a planner, and it's still just a fucking nightmare. So, my Mm. my approach to this person is just to say perpetually single and then you know i don't have to worry about it that's, that's why i'm single yeah. strategy yeah wait, wait sarah's single oh, oh my god yeah. do you know what do you know what i'm ready to share i'm ready yes. to share. Yay. um good everyone i when i when i came to the us i did i found a boyfriend i had a long-term partner um and we lived together and we have broken up and like out of respect for everyone in the situation I'm not going to go into loads of details and uh, also it's not that interesting but um I've got to say being in it being in a foreign country going through a breakup and going through like a co-signed lease situation together really is not the one (laughs) um but it's what bad bitches do you go through these things so that you can talk about them on a podcast um and like the girls you you've been amazing my friends here have been amazing and to come on to how I am and this happened like a you know before this season of the pod started so it's it's not massively fresh um but one of our listeners and one of my best 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 friends here Tara who you've met Chrissy Chrissy and Julian she listens with her boyfriends so hi Julian um they've let me house sit so I'm house sitting I am living the life as a bachelorette and I also have my little bestie Rosie here who is a very cute dog. So mm-hmm. life is very good. Um, and Chrissy and Julie, if you're listening, Rosie says hi. Um, so that's my update. But I think that flows nicely into what we were going to talk about today, which is mental health. Mental mm-hmm. health. And, mm-hmm. you know, mental health is something that isn't talked about enough ever. Um but we wanted to share our own experiences and talk a a little bit about where we're at with it, especially given that all of us are going through quite stressful times at the moment. Um, Mm. So Lucy, tell us how you are and tell us a little bit about where you're at with mental health and what's happened over the last few years for you. Um, I guess like I've always, 
struggled not struggled but i've been you know you know you get to an age where you're like oh mental health exists like it's a thing yeah um mm-hmm. which is strange but i think mine was sort of like after uni time you know when you're like graduated trying to find a job moving back with the parents that kind of oh my god i think yeah. those are my triggers yeah and then i remember like saying to my mum like i'm really sad like i'm yeah it's situational but i'm really sad um and then since then I've I, I like learning about mental health I like being aware of my mental health and whether that's just because um I have an interest in it anyway I I always am aware of how I'm feeling constantly um sometimes to my own detriment um <laughs> but I mean if we're gonna go down my mental health history I mean had therapy I also just recently started sertraline again um and yeah I mean it's just something for me mental health is just something which I'm always going to be trying to keep on top of and I feel like some people just don't need to think about it like that but for me it is something which I'm always it's like investing I feel like I'm constantly thinking about how to increase my investment on my mental health in terms of like what am I going to do today to ensure that I'm keeping things ticking along um yeah it's really yeah what are the triggers i think often when i'm going through a kind of more sad period it will be because of a life event like last year it's around when my mum became quite unwell after already like a stressful period and i was like this is too much i can't i can't actually deal with this and that kind of that was then a trigger so it, it is always situational um but that's also life and you know you need to have these strategies to put in place still um to keep yourself afloat and increasing an investment it's an investment mindset investment girlies know (laughs) it's all about mindset (laughs) incremental gains um i want to i want to say you're like some people aren't like that speaking of people who aren't like that tara you're mm. I'm gonna I because I know you both really well I can like facilitate this discussion but I'm on the Lucy side of things I'm fucking depressed and anxious <laughs> I'm just a fucking wreck Tara you've you've never been to therapy or I think you tried it but you, it was not something that you felt you needed well I would uh, I've, I've done therapy once when I was gaslighting myself about my ex and I didn't know what was going on I was like mm. basically just had to speak to someone to be like am I okay or am I the problem and they were like you're fine don't worry about it um and that was when I dumped him and life got better right so I mean I don't really feel like that's a really good um yeah example of therapy for me but I have I mean I thought about going I thought about doing therapy again but I'm not in one place for long enough and I can't commit to anything so I haven't yeah done it um depression I don't think I'm anywhere near that kind of that that I've you know I feel like I'm quite lucky that I'm ticking along quite nicely but I get anxious damn I get anxious um and that's only something that's happened in the last sort of like few years which is quite weird um I get yeah but I get at the moment when I when I'm when I feel anxious it's usually my gut telling me that whatever it is I'm doing I should stop um so either it's work Mm -hmm. or it's something that's making me feel uncomfortable for some reason 
um or yeah i don't know um so i tend to try if i can and just like cut whatever that is out of my life um and the other thing i get but it's not bad enough for me to ever stop is anxiety um after a big night oh out oh god but <laughs> yeah but the night out is so worth it that i just kind of stand in the shower <laughs> and i tell myself that this is all in my head and that i had a good time my friends still love me and i didn't say anything stupid and then it kind of goes away so that's, <laughs> that's it <laughs> Yeah, but like there oh, are sometimes there are cases where like I definitely have had anxiety, anxiety, and like deserved it, like that. You know, when you said something. Yeah. Fun. The weird, yes. the weird thing about anxiety is like you didn't do anything. Like it's not like you went and robbed a bank. It's the weird shit you do. Yeah. Like you say something really mm. fucking weird to someone that you've only ever thought inside your mind, and you were like, I should never mm-hmm. share that publicly. And then you're like, do you know what? Now's the time. Mm-hmm. Now's mm-hmm. the time to tell them. Um, mm-hmm. But I think yeah. Tara, actually, you, you're right. Like I've seen you. I've seen you get anxious and I think you one of your triggers you know now I'm your psychiatrist one of your triggers is like you have your um fingers in too many pies and you know that and you're really good at being like wait stop cut back go back to the things Mm -hmm. that actually make me happy and I've seen Mm -hmm. you do that pruning process like because we work together as well oh my god we should we should explain about (laughs) mental health and why we ended up shutting the company down as well yeah Um, but yeah i've seen i've seen you do that pruning activity before and it's very Mm. wise actually that's a really good point with the company because everyone asked me when we first shut it down to talk about it and i was like i don't i don't know how to do this um because i didn't feel like anything that i could make on instagram was long enough um yeah so (laughs) a little bit of let's let's talk about it um a little bit about uh, us, if you're an OG, you'll know this, but Sarah and I used to run a social media agency together. We shut it down a year ago now, basically. Um, a year and two oh weeks ago. Oh my God. Ago. Day Madness. of the pomegranate. That's Day what of the it pomegranate. Is. That might be what it is. Um, <laughs> oh, goodness. So, I mean, the long and short of it is that um, when Sarah moved to America, she kind of <coughs> just, just took like a more exact role, and um, I was running the business, and we had a few few people working for us mostly freelance with one one person full-time and um it just got it just became increasingly stressful for me to keep it up um and I was so bored and tired of trying to explain to new people and our clients why they needed us um and so bored and tired of people trying to negotiate us down and not understanding what we actually do on a regular basis then having to like fork out of my own pocket at the very end to try and like pay my staff and make sure that everyone was okay because we were dropping clients left right and center and i just thought you know what screw this and then because lockdown lifted we had two people leave and go somewhere else which was amazing for them and then i thought you know what this is it this is great let's just shut it all down and i realized since that the biggest blocker for me and some a question that i should have asked myself at the time was do i see myself doing this full-time forever and do i see myself growing this to be a big successful company and the answer for the last good couple of years was fuck no No. do i want to run a massive agency no (laughs) Uh, and my life would have been a lot easier if i'd come to that conclusion a little bit sooner i think sarah you fucked off and made made that decision in your head but like (laughs) actually you'd made that decision in your head day one it was just a little passion project (gasps) side project um and i ended up just like managing it mostly full time um anyway so that's what happened (laughs) 
I th- I think though that's also fine because in the same way that you would start at a company and you know you work for an employer a lot of the time you know you're not going to be working there forever so mm. I guess it's more of like the entrepreneurial equivalent of that um mm. but I I think I think when you I guess I can kind of relate in some capacity with knobs because I love what I do and when knobs has been in stages where it's like right time to level up time to level up there is a certain level which i don't want to get to yeah i don't i don't want to have a big knobs office with 20 employees i don't want to have fifty thousand subscribers to my app that i'm fifty thousand people that i'm looking after i don't want that um and there's no money that would make me want that or Mm. make me happy and i also don't want to be a manager I'm a content creator and I made knobs because I love training and I like making mm-hmm. content. So mm-hmm. why would I suddenly become a manager of like 20 people? So there there has to be a cap and a limit. And I think sometimes you get pushed, like keep going, yeah. keep going. Yeah. And hustle culture yeah. makes, especially as a woman, it's like, keep going, like build your business, CEO, thrive. And it's like, hang on a second. I, I definitely have put reins on things that I've done where I've tried to scale up, whether that be using an agency for something or mm. um, my job role within that, take you know outsourcing things. And I pulled back like last year in October. I was like, I really miss doing my creative stuff. And I was like, I don't want anyone else to do my website. I want to make my website because I love doing that yeah, stuff. And I want to. And I've been doing knob socials mm. for the past two months because I'm like, I love doing knob socials, and that makes me happy. And it's mm-hmm. like that my mental health was impacted the more that I tried to be like this big company and trying to behave in the way that I think a CEO should yeah yeah um yeah we have a friend um who said something amazing to me uh, and I've only ever really heard my dad say this in less words but um he said we're in the car we're sat in the car and he said I could work four times harder and make four times the amount of money that I'm making but then I'd have four times less time um and i would be miserable so why the hell would i want to do that And i was like good Mm -hmm. you mate he was like i have everything that i could possibly need and i have so much time and if i want to go on holiday i can go on a holiday if i want to do a little bit less work if i want to take the summer off i can do it because you know life is life and do i want to be a millionaire like what for because i have everything that i need right now and i'm like yes (laughs) i love this mentality There's a baseline though, isn't there? You need that baseline of being able to yeah. go on holiday yes. and shit. Yeah, no, like, I completely agree. Yeah. That's um, a lot of, um, I think a lot of like my mental health work. So I think like a trigger for all of us is uncertainty and mm-hmm. globally, and especially our like micro bubble in the UK, um, the pandemic, the fucking pandemic, um, that Funny happened day. by the way, yeah. Yeah, what? The <laughs> Um, that that baked into us for basically three years that you can't, you will always be let down. You will always be disappointed. Every plan, every holiday you had, every way you spent money ultimately became like, oh, sorry, it's probably not going to happen. And that like, that shit chips away at you. And there's like a, there's a disappointment aspect. There's also like a hopelessness aspect. Like, why am I going to look forward to the future when the future's so uncertain? And all of our, like, I know all of our immediate friends and a lot of people in the UK felt like that after the lockdown that we had. 
Um, and I think that's all still playing on our minds. I know there was that stupid study that came out that said science has found that people in the UK aren't, it turns out their mental health wasn't affected. I think we all know that was true and it was just a poorly designed experiment. But like, I mean, that, I mean, I was, I was a wreck before and just like, you know, I was a wreck before, but then the pandemic made it like tip me I've over the edge. i been the problem. I'm the problem. It's me. Hi. The, the story of like my mental health before though is interesting because I didn't realize how bad it was and like studying at Cambridge just knocks you into this place in the ground where you just you have literally no self-esteem you're constantly being told you're shit after coming from school where it's like oh this is this is manageable then it's like oh actually you're just fucking bottom of the pile you're shit but everyone's bottom Mm. of the pile so I don't know how that works but anyway they just great they grind you down to a tiny little shell and then they release you into the real world, which is really hard. <laughs> like what you were saying, Lucy, it's like, what the fuck? What happens here? Like you have this feeling of like, is this it? Um, and then I did what Tara does, which is took on too many things. And then it was actually Tara when we were working together slash we were just besties. Tara was like, I think you need to go to therapy. Like you keep having these breakdowns. And it turns out those breakdowns were burnout, which led to depression but like severe, severe burnout. And I couldn't even see it happening at the time because you take on these things because they sound exciting. Like I had a full-time job, like I was working at McLaren, but it was like, oh, there's this opportunity to do this. And oh, I'm side hustling mm-hmm. as a photographer. And oh, Tara and I, and we just, you, you think you have endless energy and you don't. Um, mm. And it's like, even if consciously you're like, I can handle this. I've got the hours in the day. I'm really organized your subconscious mental health kicks back eventually. And it's just like, here, depression, anxiety. And you're like, whoa, where did you come Mm. from? And actually it's because your subconscious is like, you know, this has been brewing for months, if not years, Mm. and we just can't do it anymore. And this is a, like a primal fight or flight reaction. Like it's your body putting you out of action saying, you need to stop whatever is going on here and, and refocus. And it was Tara who was like, I will pay for you to go to therapy. Um, and I will make sure that you do not have these breakdowns again. Because A, I, I think this is what you said, Dara, you were like, I care about you. But B, like, we can't work together if you're going to be like this. Um, and I went and like, therapy changed my life for sure. For sure. Like, I could not be a bigger advocate of it. And, um, you know, I know, I know it can be expensive. Um, in the UK, it's a bit more affordable than here. But yeah. like, just get an eight week block if there's a way to save up and do it life-changing absolutely life-changing um so much to say about therapy i remember what made you go because it took a while (laughs) it took took a while i was like okay how do i what do i say that's gonna make her go yeah you know what you're right um and it got to the stage where i realized that you were doing so many things and you were doing so so well but you didn't see it and i said to you nothing you achieve will ever be enough unless you figure out why it is that it's not enough and you were like yeah oh that's a good point (laughs) I think the the other thing was and I've actually just given this advice to a friend the other thing was like you kept saying you'll be happier you'll be happier a I didn't understand I I did gave no value to therapy like I'm I'm a scientist I guess I was Mm -hmm. like talking about your feelings is just a load of wank um turns out it's not Um, So I didn't give any weight to therapy. I was like, that shit's not gonna help me. But also Mm. I wouldn't have gone for myself because actually my self-esteem was in the bin and I actually didn't respect or care for myself. But it was when you said like, it's gonna make our friendship better. It's gonna benefit you. 
um mm. and it's like gonna make me easier to work with that I was like oh it's no longer about me it, there's someone else and I care about them so I'll do it for them um mm. so that that could also you, helps could you relate to the feeling of feeling like yeah but I'll do it when it gets this bad it's yes. not bad enough yet. oh my god yeah, yeah. I think because the conversations I have with people or friends that are thinking about getting therapy it's always like oh but like I'm actually fine you know like yeah, yeah I'm going through it so fine but I'm actually okay and I think that's always a common thought process like you think I think if you're thinking is it bad enough yet that is your sign to do it yeah. <laughs> if you're questioning it um but yeah it's funny that because I guess I guess I I do know what you mean with the therapy point and I think a lot of people maybe try therapy like you Tara and don't necessarily have a good experience or you yeah. know didn't connect with the therapist and I've had a couple the one I oh my therapist and I got in lockdown on zoom I I love that woman and I actually occasionally if I'm going through something I have a little one-off cheeky catch-up with her you know <laughs> um and I think my perception of therapy was that I sit in silence in a room and I offload my deepest darkest fears and I did that once with one woman laughed and was like <laughs> this is too much um but my the lady I had she was a lecturer and she is has so many various degrees and and whatever and she's very proactive in her style so when I share she will theorize it and yeah. she'll unpick it and tell me things that are happening in my brain what you know the reason why I think that and um she also swore so much <laughs> um which I love oh I love that <laughs> cool therapist yeah she's cool she's not like the others um <laughs> I actually got my other friend and her husband hooked on her too. Like at one Amazing. point we were just chatting and we're like, we're literally bankrolling this woman's salary <laughs> right now. We're all having these weekly expensive sessions. But I think that, oh, the money thing is a good point. Like I would love to do, I, at, at the point that I'm in at the moment, I would love to have a few sessions with her. But again, it's like 80 pounds for a session and it's a lot of money. So you do have to kind of think about how much disposable income do you have? but if you can save for it I think try and prioritize it if you can that money that 80 pounds that maybe you're putting aside for something that's I don't know like a skincare or something like it could be better spent and it, it goes back into just adding value to to therapy well this is the way I've always described it is like it's like a personal trainer for your mind so it's like mm. you wouldn't get a personal trainer just because you were injured like I guess some people do but you get it because it's preventative but also it's the same budget yeah it's like that maintenance of your health it's that guidance it's that like really intensive um maintenance of your health so think of it like a personal trainer for your mind and budget accordingly like we can't all we can't all afford personal trainers we can't all afford therapists but if you save up maybe yeah. it's possible like there's ways to just buy a block buy four weeks whatever it is so I have um I have like three good recommendations if that are free or mm. low cost which maybe at the end make sure you guys listen to the whole nice. episode because I'll <laughs> reveal them at the end um, but yeah I'll run I'll run through some of the ones that I've thought of um 
Yeah, okay. So, do you want to touch on m- like medication or Definitely. should we go should we open that can of worms? <laughs> yeah, let's open it. Let's open um, that can of sertraline. Kind of sertraline. Um, so I got prescribed sertraline in twenty twenty one, in like spring, so a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, and I've been doing some Zoom therapy, and I kind of got to the point where I was like, you know what, it feels like it's bad enough now to to try medication. And I know friends and family members who have been on sertraline and are loving it slash really found it useful. So I was like, you know what. I'm just gonna do it. Um, I really, I really enjoyed it for the first four months. Um, after a while, I think I kind of, I tried a couple of different things for because of the side effects, which we'll get into. Yeah. Um, but then, I kind of, I think, a process of life circumstances changing, lockdown lifting, life somewhat going back to the life that I knew before and loved. That I was like, I'm actually fine now. I don't need medication. And came off it. Um. But by the end, before I did come off it, I tried another brand called Citalopram. I tried another one called Flock, um, something given with an F. Um, and uh, honestly, the side effects were just horrendous. And I, yeah. yeah, I got to the point where I was like, I'm not doing this. What side effects yeah. did you have? <laughs> if you don't mind. Side effects? No. The, I mean, this. I have a really... I want to share something. So anyone that has been on antidepressants, male or female, you, the the sensitivity and also your libido mm-hmm. is hugely affected yeah. to the point where actually you can't climax, many people can't climax on sertraline, including men. This isn't just women, this is men too. Um, and like, it kind of is swept under the rug. I feel like doctors do sometimes mention it if you bring it up, but it's not really talked about. And, you know, that is something which really impacts if you're in a relationship or you're dating someone new or whatever. And even for yourself, it's a huge thing to kind of just give up. Um, And, you know, (laughs) if you're at the point where you are going on medication, a lot of the time that way outweighs that side effect but if it's something that you're integrating into your life for a long period of time which you kind of should if you're going on medication you know you want to give give it a few months to actually kick in and start working um it is it is a negative and I remember when I first went on it I was like reading these blogs and being like is this normal called up my doctor to kind of see what the options were and he said that's really strange. I've never had a woman complain about this before. Like what it's, I've never had a, a woman mention this side effect before. And I'm like, the women are on the blogs that I'm reading because yeah. they're too ashamed to tell you. Um, but like, it blew my mind that he'd never had a, he'd only had men complain think, about it, not women. Um, side note, do you think <clears throat> for, for guys, is it like they actually won't get an erection? Do you think it's that? Or do you think it is just lower libido? The, the men that I know that have yeah. been on it, my guy friends that have been on it, they can. It's just they can't climax. Oh, fuck. Okay, interesting. They can't get, yeah. God, because mm. I, won- I was wondering if with the doctor, it's like much more of a, unfortunately, it's much more of a visible problem if you're a guy mm. and you're like, I literally have erectile dysfunction from this medication compared to women just being like, 
um mm, i'm a bit less wet though. but you can't really tell and also <laughs> i don't feel like i want it because this is the other thing right the the really interesting thing about low libido um that i'd never experienced before this is like you don't miss it it's not like it's not like oh the sex part of my brain is just like different it's like it's gone um mm. well this is how it manifested for me anyway mm. it's like you don't even think about sex as much it's like you don't feel like a sexual person this is what it turns into right mm. it's not just oh i'm not in the mood for it with my partner which by the way can cause real problems in a relationship because your partner can feel rejected blah 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 um but it's like you start to doubt yourself as like a sexual person even going on a night out when previously i'd be like i feel sexy look at me it's like i don't mm. have that like sexual part of my brain as active and that is like the weirdest thing to get your head around um mm. one like positive i suppose is that you're less distracted to get on with your life which i suppose is kind of what what the medication's there for in some ways but like it is a huge downside that not enough mm. people talk about and i only knew about it because people like you talked about it lucy i find that really helpful mm. yeah confused I'm I'm so I'm confused because right in my very sort of dumbed down way of thinking about what this stuff does is it's supposed to sort of level you out and make you less sad right and when you're less sad you want to do things like have sex more <laughs> no I don't know no, I don't, yeah. maybe I'm yeah. just not thinking that right? SSRIs which is like what's it called Lucy like serotonin something reuptake inhibitor I can't remember um, yeah it's it's, it's, it's God, it increases so the it increases the regulation and yeah the, the the regulation and increase the amount I guess or the the processing of serotonin um, yeah. in the brain and um, but that impacts your ability to to climax so um, yeah but it's funny as well because there actually aren't really any options at least not in no. the uk there's a couple of brands in the us which you can obviously buy and and take which have been kind of anecdotally shown to not have that side effect but if you're in the uk we don't really have access to that easily unless you i think unless you want to stop smoking and it can be prescribed for that but mm. um yeah I, I completely relate as well sarah it's difficult because i when I went on out, I was dating someone fairly new at that point, and mm. it was a conversation which I kind of had to have with him fairly early on. I mean, he was great, but it is embarrassing. And I also had one of my guy friends went on it, and he just started dating someone too. And he was saying to me, "It's so embarrassing." And I think even at, more so as a man, because unfortunately, it's so normal for the man to always come. It's even yeah. more of a jarring thing i think when it's a man who can't himself um so yeah it's like kind of similar to the contraception conversation it's like they all have these weird downsides everyone responds to them differently um yeah because the other so as someone in the u.s i can talk to the whole like the medication that doesn't have that side effect and it doesn't really exist from what i can tell you can kind of layer your medications to like you take some that are SSRIs, then you take another one to offset the sex drive, but it increases your anxiety. It's kind of like, you know, which 
<laughs> which shit option do you choose um but yeah. also it like the contraception conversation you'll speak to weirdly i have a lot of friends who are taking medication for depression and like overall you'd think we're a generation of people especially the bubble of people that i consider my friends that don't have a lot to be depressed about really right and that's where like our parents and like boomers are like these fucking snowflakes but having said that as someone who's gone through depression and anxiety doesn't help how you feel on the inside especially when Mm -hmm. you can't function day to day it's all well and good saying you don't know how lucky you are and and we know that but I can't help it like there's been days where I I can't get on with my life because things are so bad so um Mm. yeah so but the the point is you'll I have friends who'll take or try lots of different medications and they you know they all have these like different side effects and I remember I took one that was Mm. like a different brand to try and get rid of the sex drive thing and I was loopy I was absolutely loopy I remember going for a coffee with someone I can't remember what I fucking said I was like I wasn't even on a strong dose I was just and oh my god also um there was another one I took where I tried it for a few days and like I'd just fall asleep it was like narcolepsy shit I'd just fall asleep in the middle of the day which is not like me I just it not not have a little nap. I'm talking about like sitting up, sitting upright at my desk, and then before I know it, I'm like, oh, Gosh. I was asleep. Mm, <laughs> like what mental. the fuck? Like this shit really messed with your brain. And like also, I do I, I do acknowledge that like Lucy, we're talking about this as if it's normal, and like obviously this isn't medical advice, but like isn't it crazy how many people that we know seem to be going through these things like depression anxiety especially and then medication and Mm -hmm. it's wild i told my mum. wow i told my mum that you guys were all on this medication and there's a lot of you my friends that are on it and she was like what the fuck i mean you know bear in mind obviously she's older she's her age whatever and the way that she it's so funny the way she put it she was like they are all doing so well in their careers and they've got so much going for them and you know you would think that they'd just be on top of the world you're in that prime age where you should just be like you know Mm. doing whatever you want and all this kind of stuff and I was like yeah mum but you don't (laughs) it's so much more complicated than that and they just don't really they just don't really understand do they it's kind of yeah it's more proof than ever that these things are illnesses like if you in your normal physical health if you don't look after your health you don't exercise you don't eat well you get sick similarly with your mental health if you don't look after your mental health you don't maintain it then you will get sick it's not actually necessarily about like it's there doesn't need to be some ongoing circumstance i don't think i think it is just a case of like now more than ever there's an understanding that these things are genuine mm-hmm. chemical imbalances some people are predisposed yeah. to them no matter how fucking amazing their life is they'll always yeah. be predisposed to them and similarly some people much more resilient to adversity in these senses but it's an illness it's a chemical imbalance in your mm-hmm. brain it's not something you can just have you tried not worrying about it love that one <laughs> yeah that's no, good isn't it but uh, actually about trying to not worry about it um what what sort of things do you guys do on a regular basis to to top up those investments as you said lucy well i think this is a really good point because like i completely agree with what you said sarah and i think there's also to add on to that there are i question just the way that we're all living and i don't mean just like the yeah. people that have depression but in general i think there is no coincidence that social media the internet 
you know all these things lack of community i think these are huge things which are impacting us and we it's it's just both of those things i think we're conscious of mental health and people are talking about it and also just the way that we live now is so different and i don't necessarily think it's good going in a good direction and i think i read this really amazing book called lost connections and it talks about antidepressants and in fact you would really like it sarah Uh because it's very like sciencey too um and yeah and the premise essentially is that antidepressants it's anti-antidepressants in the sense that it talks about them being a placebo and we need to change culture we need to change society we need to build communities to combat this which i do agree with but also i'm started searching again like two weeks ago i'm like whatever makes me feel good i'm taking it right now yeah, so fair. i'm like but i think like for so what if it is placebo mm-hmm. yeah i feel good taking it so i'm gonna take it so um but yeah so so strategy then i think it is community so i think community is the biggest thing and for people that work for themselves like me you don't have a group you don't have a group yeah. or a common goal you don't yeah. have like we can all relate to that feeling of feeling a bit like on our own yes mm-hmm. like i know we all meet up and we do co-working we have projects and stuff but ultimately you are kind of managing your things by yourself it's not the same as working in a gym when i was working in a gym for seven years before this i didn't really experience poor mental health and i wonder if that is a you know whether that's mm. why you know I was in the gym every day with my team and it was really close and I saw my friends every day and I had my boyfriend that was there too and it was all like lovely all the time and I think yeah I don't have that now so for me at least I know that community is important that's why I started CrossFit yes. two years ago that was literally the only reason I started CrossFit um so <laughs> which I've 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 had to pause it for the past two months and I'm like I miss it so much. I'm going to go back soon. But um, so it's community. So anyone that is looking for strategies, I think number one, joining a hobby. I don't care what it is. Even if like, if you're feeling depressed, the point like where you're really struggling, just go to a fucking class. I don't care what it is. Just go, just go and try something. Start building a community of people. Even if you like... Ideally, you would enjoy it, but just get out there and just join something, go to something. Yeah. Fitness classes, I think, like CrossFit, like Tara, you go climbing, you've met amazing friends from climbing, just mm-hmm. things that aren't like Barry's boot camp, things that are like community, yeah. running yeah. clubs and stuff. Yeah, yeah um, that's a really good shout. I like yeah. hard agree on the community thing. That's it. I think we, in the online age, it was like, oh, we don't need these things. Like, I can talk to my friends anytime, any place, you know. And it's like, actually, I'm a fan. Physical, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> physical community is so, so fucking important to give me that sense of purpose. Because I think another place, another thing that can trigger us all, this generation, is that sense of like, what's the point, and that hopelessness, especially when we've grown up around like fucking terrorism and climate change and all of these things that are telling us that our world is going to end and then the pandemic and it's like you lose that sense of like what why the fuck am I doing this then um and if you've got community it gives you that purpose it really does um I can speak to that firsthand I think that makes a huge difference but in terms of like what to do so if you're listening to this and you're like there'll be various stages that people are at with their mental health but I bet there's a load of people who haven't done anything about it but they know they're just not that happy or they're just 
burning out a bit or just something is not like your life isn't the most enjoyable it could be I would say talk to a doctor I know in the UK we've got the NHS which means it's like fucking six months waiting time that was another reason I kept putting it off like I kept putting it off because I was like oh they'll never see me whenever I'm not bad enough no get yourself in there get talking to someone um let that bubble let that sort of you know it's gonna it might be a few months let that bubble away they can find you a therapist if if you get a referral but in the meantime if you are able to just save up a little bit of cash and get yourself a therapist even if it's just for four weeks um do that and i think do it preventatively as well just someone to talk to without shame like i even found when i was talking to my friends about this maybe i'd feel a little bit embarrassed about how i was feeling but also i just feel bad because i was taking the i was taking the floor like just talking about me the whole time you speak to a therapist and it's like you can yeah. really just open the floodgates and they will never be able to judge you and it's great so if you can mm. get yourself a therapist and then in terms of finding a therapist um there's websites which actually we should share we should share a website it's like psychology today we should share that on our stories um, but you can go through there, you can filter it for like, do they do Zoom, do they do in person, whatever. I've always done it by phone or Zoom, super easy, just slot it into my week. Um, or there's other places you can look as well, there's these apps that will find you people. And then the final thing I would say is don't give up. Everyone's had a bad or like a weird therapy experience. I've had it, Lucy, you've had it, Tara, you've had it. Um, don't let that be your sign that like, oh, it's not for me keep going it's like anything yeah. if you had a bad pt you wouldn't be like oh personal training's not for me i don't want to be healthy you know um so just keep trying with it and then that preventative stuff you do for yourself will change your life um and you can get to a place where you'll be very very happy i promise mm. I, love I love that, that. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> tara i as we was talking about community i think one of one of the reasons that one of the things you do really well is community and you have so many different groups of friends and you have an amazing family that's super close and you're all present in each other's lives on a regular basis like what are your thoughts on that and do you think that that is like potentially why you don't experience these feelings because maybe maybe i think that definitely contributes to it but i think more interestingly when you sarah you were talking about like purpose and being a bit like oh why am i even doing this i have not once that i can remember thought about what my purpose is i don't give a fuck i'm here to enjoy life have a nice time and then die like i don't have that (laughs) sense of like oh you know i don't have any i don't feel any pressure to like live life a certain way to do stuff a certain way like that is just like something that i've never really experienced and Mm. i feel like a lot of people do um Mm -hmm. and maybe that's part of it as well i guess like I don't know um yeah I mean back to the yeah back to the community thing it definitely does help because you're always surrounded by people and you know maybe but maybe it's a distraction tactic as well I don't know like I don't spend that much time on my own but actually because I don't spend that much time on my own I really enjoy spending time on my own because I'm like yes let's go let's do exactly what we want to do and nobody else not have to think about anyone but I don't know I don't know I've not done enough digging into myself to understand why it is that I'm okay, to be honest. Mm. Let's do um, let's do the quick the quick fire. Mm. We got time. Yeah, yes, we got time. Go on, I need to think of a okay. question though. Shit. Yeah, I've got one. It just came into my head. 
It's actually just targeted straight at Tara. It's not really for you, Lucy, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Oi, yeah. as, as someone who feels the way you feel, but has also experienced anxiety, um, do you think you will consider therapy in the future? Three, two, one. Yeah, obviously. I consider therapy yeah. all the time. I wouldn't, like... Mm. Yeah, sorry, I know I'm not supposed to answer this properly, uh-huh. but... Yes, <laughs> yes, sorry. Um, um, yes. Um, 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 think of a question Um I have one. Um, so, I guess this is kind of more targeted at Sarah, but theoretically, Tara, if you were taking antidepressants or medication or whatever... Um, would you feel completely comfortable telling anyone in your life that you're on it and being transparent about that or would you withhold it from certain people three two one probably withhold yes Mm. interesting Mm. what did tara say Mm. oh yeah i I tell people Mm. i think i'm trying to go through everybody in my brain would you tell everyone that's the question Think, would you be comfortable yeah, telling everyone yeah, yeah i mean yeah <laughs> you I mean, everyone like, on hey, the internet knows most you. things about me anyway so yes nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah nice. Good, good, good. um okay okay i've got one i've got one um yeah okay so um do you feel positively about any of the trials that are happening with drugs like psilocybin and mdma and even ketamine um helping in this field and potentially acting as some sort of replacement or some sort of way to help with depression that's not antidepressants three two one yeah yes. of course nice good question you both cut out and i can't hear oh, <laughs> oh here we go you're back <laughs> Sorry. It's our daily internet. You just cut out for ages. Cool. (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't us. That was definitely you. (laughs) Um, Okay. Anyway, Tara, explain explain your answer to, well, yeah, why you would consider therapy in the future, but not maybe not right now, given that it might be wise as a preventative measure. You you don't you feel like maybe you would consider it in the future or whatever. I consider therapy on a regular basis. I considered therapy a little bit last year. Um, I considered, you Mm. know what? Every time I consider therapy, it's because there's something in my life that I need to let go of. And then as soon as I let go Mm. of it, I then forget that I've considered therapy. Mm. It happened, I spoke to somebody, I had a couple of different sessions with different people. I was looking for somebody to speak to um, just before we we ended Cal. And then we Mm. got rid of the company and then I was fine. So that was about a year ago now. (laughs) Nice. Um, and then Lucy, oh, obviously, I don't know if you, any of you, you heard that. It. I'm sorry, but we did. Oh, no, I did. I did. It's fine. Yes. Can you hear us? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Done>. I would. <laughs> good. Good. Um, <laughs> what was my question? Yeah. Would you be comfortable telling everyone in your life that you're on medication? And Sarah, you said not no. sure. I don't. I don't you even hold it. like. Honestly, I don't even feel mad comfortable talking about it on here. I just like trust close friends community. But I think for me, the big problem is professional. Um, mm. Like, um, will that 
bring discrimination in the workplace? Will it bring stigma? Absolutely, I think it will. I'm I'm most worried of the professional implications. Um, family and friends, it's like, yeah. you know, if they're going to not be happy with that, then I probably shouldn't have them in my life. My mum's a psychiatric nurse. Um, so, you know, family. in terms of family, uh, we understand these things quite well. But the... The friend side, you know, if someone's going to judge me for that, they can fuck off. Oh my God, having said that though, sorry, one anecdote that is worth sharing is back when I was in my, you know, early 20s or whatever, and I was just not a good person mental health wise. I didn't have that like perspective. One of my friends approached me saying, hey, I'm going on antidepressants. She's a listener as well. So she'll she'll enjoy this anecdote. And I was like, (laughs) oh really? Are you that bad? Like, do you really need that? And she was like, you know, that was not a good reaction. Um, and now I look back and I'm like, yeah, it's just because I didn't have a fucking clue what mental health was. And, and to be honest, out of the two of us, I should have been on them first. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, and then Tara, yeah, I know, I know you've got to go and catch a flight somewhere, but you said you, um, you already share everything about yourself on the internet. So you wouldn't have, you wouldn't care. And I think that's probably accurate. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And then we all feel very positively about all the cool research that's happening with um, with all the drugs. I do. I agree. Me too. Bloody cool. Yeah. 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 It's one of those. We're all too similar on that. Like none of us were going to say no to that. My uh, (laughs) my auntie works for the NHS, and she has been involved in some of the studies and trials with. um, Is it psychobilin? Psilocybin. Psilocybin. Psilocybin, that's it. Um, She, uh, yeah, it's just really exciting. I am, yeah, really, really keen to to kind of see it progress. Um, Before we go, I'm going to quickly run through a couple of suggestions which I was going to mention. Yes. So there's this thing called BetterHelp, which is cheap, well, cheaper, affordable uh, therapy, which you can do on your phone. It's an app. And I think sessions are like twenty pounds ish, nice. so you can sign up to that and do that. Nice. Yeah, um, I haven't tried it myself, but a couple of my friends have been doing it, so that's good. And then another, well, one something that's free that you can watch is is a Netflix uh, sp- a show with Jonah Hill, and he's essentially interviewing his therapist, and it is mm. called Stutz. Is it Stutz? Okay cool yes stuts uh because that's just the name of his therapist and get a pen and paper watch it and take notes Ooh, throughout and it's nice. it's really like wow, cool. beautiful as like a, something to watch yeah but the, they share loads of his therapist shares loads of coping strategies so just make a note of them as you go through um the show lost connections is good but if you're gonna go on antidepressants like <laughs> It's not really like pro antidepressants, but you know what? It's good to be well read, so maybe just read that as well. Nice. Love that. Anything else? Just try, try, just not worrying about it. That's my main one. Just worry about it. Just try, just try thinking positively. Cheer up. Just cheer up. Manifest happiness. Uh, all right team okay, let's well, wrap there that was wonderful i really enjoyed that that was good um, as plug, always plug like stuff. and subscribe yeah. like and subscribe yeah. like like and subscribe and follow us on at close friends we actually do post random stuff in there now i'm, I'm quite pleased yeah. with us it's better than i thought it would be <laughs> um yeah, no one no one ever dms 
no one ever DMs me. Okay, so they, <laughs> sometimes we get DMs on close friends, but no one ever DMs me anymore. And actually, I feel so a bit now. Yeah. Everyone will go DM Sarah. Um, especially, We're more likely to see it. Especially the girl that I met on Saturday night who <gasps> is going to slide into your DMs again. Um, <gasps> you better be listening, <gasps> honey. Um, did you guys not listen to my voice note? Yeah, I did, but I'm just laughing because no, you ran right. the podcast yeah, yeah, and she's yeah. going to listen to it. You said oh, it's Sarah, yeah, I my time. It. Like, what? Sarah, I didn't know this. Sarah, you listen no, to that you can shit. listen to it. Listen, oh my God, listen, listen to, to that. I'm absolutely honestly, love it. I'm basically <laughs> fully gay at the moment. Honestly, I have to, yes. we have to do an episode about yeah. that. I'm, I'm discover, hard discovering my bisexuality. So we, we'll do an episode about that. But yeah, sounds good. Slide Excellent. in. Slide in. Okay, Excellent. thank you everyone. All right. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Goodbye.